welcome and hello (laughs) to the age of geek podcast i'm the podcast i'm steph i'm robert yay it's your favorite trio (laughs) we seem to be here a lot (laughs) you know what you don't mind us on your screens all the time and you know what? We like talking to each other. We've also been true. on the chat for 40 minutes previous to the beginning of this chatting. So uh, and now we're going to yeah. chat for another hour or so. It's true. Although it's let's true. keep it short, you guys. I have to edit this later. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes, Welcome ma'am. To the behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes, today we're going to talk about a little movie that you might have heard of. Called you know the low flash. budget film the flash. <gasps> hey! That was the slowest flash I've ever seen. <laughs> we have it was visuals. So you could see him. I mean, I could have just gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, the flash. I <laughs> love visual aids. That was great. I don't think I have anything that's like know, the flash. Looking for the flash. Not only not only is it the flash, it is an Ezra Miller flash at that. <gasps> oh, it oh. is. Oh. Okay, okay. What's on his tum tum? Is that what is his tum tum? This, this was in a, the Justice League suit. Okay. Where he was still working out the design. Oh, yeah. So it's like the metal plates and the uh, uh, friction resistant fabric and then all of the metal wires holding it together. Oh. Did he have that suit in um, Snyder Cut? I believe so. I'm trying to remember, like, because I've seen the Justice League and I've seen Snyder Cut, but like, honestly, I don't remember <laughs> which thing fell into what movie because I've only seen each of them once. But I do remember that Snyder Cut, the way that they ended it and had more of like the Flash as like a pivotal role. Mm-hmm. I really liked that how they how they ended it. Because he like actually did his like cool like going back in time kind of thing that he does when he goes really really fast. How fast True. does he go? Really really fast. I have to say that my dog's named after the Flash, not um, this Flash version. What's his name? Barry. Barry? Not Barry. My is dog's it, not named, but it's Wally. Is your dog's named Bart. Oh. Well, here we go. <laughs> many flashes have there been let's let's go with that let's start okay off oh my gosh i know there's one named wally west and barry allen that's all Wait, i got is wally west iris's brother nephew nephew sorry in the, the show it was her brother okay but uh in canon wally is her nephew okay that's right actually yeah yes because I've seen that. I've seen the the CW's The Flash. Okay. Quite a bit of it. And yeah, I remembered I remembered he was kind of like a lot like a half brother, I think. On the uh, show, yes. Yeah. So in No, this... no, he wasn't. Was he a half brother or was no, he a full he, brother? He was a full brother, but their he went with their mom when their mom uh, left Joe. Oh, that's right. Oh gosh. It's been so long since I've seen the TV show. Me but too. I do I always liked Iris. The person they got to play Iris was really cute. Candace Patterson, yeah. Mm-hmm. But okay. as far as number That's of flashes, right. yeah. So there's his dad is one of them. Wait, I have a question. Oh. Go ahead, Steph. His dad isn't even in Flashpoint. Barry's no dad. I'm talking no. about Barry's dad. No and no. Okay. He is in a TV show though. He's not. Spoilers. That's this his is dad. He's not. He has the hat. The yes, not his dad. 
Who was that guy then? It's Jay Garrick, The Flash of Earth 2. Um, so many. <laughs> there are so many. The Flash of Earth 2. Uh, he was the first Flash for, I mean, the first known Flash. Um, but in the TV show, the Jay Garrett character was made, was played by the same person who played Barry's dad. Right. Um, John Wesley Shipp Jr., who also played the Flash in the 1990 series. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Why did they do that? That seems confusing in the TV show. To have, a, it was basically... There was a whole point to it. Well, there was like the multi, the whole multiverse thing, and there's you know doppelgangers are different people, but they may or may not be the same person, or okay. the, it may not be the same thing. So well, like Jay a Garrett identities thing, which yeah, came so, out. So That's, Jay it came out though, this week, Secret Invasion. Yeah, that comes out. Well, the week that this podcast comes out, I think yeah. It comes Sorry out. to yeah. throw in some Marvel stuff. We'll get back to DC now. <laughs> oh, how dare you! <laughs> But yeah, Jay Garrick was the first Flash for DC Comics in the, I think he was in the early 40s. Um, but then when they rebooted the, when they decided to update all of the heroes in the late 50s, um, they decided to go with more either science-based or science-based or more <laughs> um, timely re uh, references for the characters. So uh, Jay Garrick had been a physicist um, for the army, a bit of physicist who wound up in the army uh, when he got doused with heavy water that gave him his powers. But when they updated it for Barry Allen, it was struck by lightning and chemicals, which is the, you know, how you apparently get superpowers these days. Um, Chemical burns. Chemicals. Yeah, it's like, you know, Daredevil, The Flash. You know, just get some chemicals. It'll be fine. Um, There's this horrible card <laughs> in Cards Against Humanity that says teenage mutants who are all injured but have no superpowers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I but remember I remember that card. <laughs> I mean, that's what would really happen in real life on Earth, whatever Earth we're yeah, on. Yeah, whichever Earth. Well, in the DC Universe, it'd be Earth Prime. Okay. And, and they're because of all the reboots they've done, they've renamed and renumbered Earths a couple of times. So you're just like, I want to be Earth somewhere. Alpha. Ow, ow! I don't know. What do Alphas people do? <laughs> Where's my testosterone? Anyways, that's a different podcast. Tangent. Oh, that's, oh sorry. That's a different Flash. And she's, yeah. she's the Flash. No, she's the Adam. Nope. Female Flash in that one. Okay, my question was, so in this movie, Reverse Flash ends up being Barry from a different world. Correct. Is that how it is? No, the Reverse Flash... Uh, wow. Because they kind of mushed two characters together for for the Dark Flash, Reverse Flash. Um, the Dark Flash, or the Black Flash, as they've called him, uh, in DC lore is, is the... He black? His costume is okay with a red lightning bolt. Um, he is that the death of flashes, evil. basically. He's the embodiment of death for the flashes. Okay. Um, and the reverse flash, and my figure for him is in another room because I didn't think I was going to be re referencing him tonight. Um, is has been two people actually who've taken on the mantle of the reverse flash. One who just hates Barry, and one who wants to make him a better hero by giving him tragedies to overcome. Oh. <laughs> Hunter Zolomon. That's a fun name. So he was also in the Flash TV show. He was the one who impersonated Jay Garrick 
Um, oh, that's right. In like season four, three or four, I believe. Gosh. Yeah, there's, I swear, like the thing with the CW series is that like, and I, I know I'm exaggerating, but it really seems like it when you look back on it. It seems like every single um, uh, enemy to Barry Allen, the Flash, was just another version of a of a speedster. <laughs> I mean, and it was Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, but he's just kind of there, you know. But like, it just seemed like his arch nemesis was always some other speedster, whether it was like a version of him or his dad or somebody else. Like, you're not wrong. You're his not daughter wrong. in the future. <laughs> you can't forget about that one. Yeah, and that's another thing. I was happy and sad at the same time when we when they brought her in, because the character I... that they based her on is one child is is a child of Barry Allen, but the code name they gave her is a legionnaire who's one of my who was one of my favorites when they wrote her. Just like they're bringing her in. It's like, oh no. All what right. was not really for that for her. Uh, excess. Oh was her, See, was I her stopped, code name. I think I stopped watching somewhere around then because I remember I remember they were like our daughter from the future is here kind of thing. Him and Iris's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I was like I don't know. That's like did, the last thing I remember. <laughs> did they ever age Iris and Barry up? Or were they always still kind of like mid-20s? They seemed to always still be mid-20s by the time I stopped watching. Because I stopped watching like three seasons back. Yeah, it's that was going, kind of isn't it? It just finished uh, just a few weeks ago. Grant Gustin does make a great flash, though. I I really like him. I I remember the first time they introduced him and it was in one of the episodes of Arrow. Arrow. And they needed like a consultant, I think, like a like Prime a forensics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cuz he works in the forensics lab in in the TV show too. And and I just like cuz I knew who he was. I knew what they were doing at the time that they were going to be starting that new show. And so I thought it was just really fun. Plus in the beginning I really loved Barry and I'm gonna butcher her name. What's the blonde in Arrow? Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. Yeah, yeah, that's her name. <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched and that show. Felicity is Felicity the one that comes to become Black Canary, or that's her sister? No, that's her sister. Okay, so it's no, someone it's else. Her sister. Yeah, no, that's somebody else. Okay, but anyway, smoke. Felicity yeah, Felicity Smoke. smoke. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Nope. We're not going down that rabbit hole because I've got. A <laughs> we're not going into the arrowverse. But yeah. anyways, I just remember. Yeah, I remember Grant Gustin, and I was like, I really like this Barry. Not that I really knew that much about the Flash, anyways, at that point. But it's. Um, I feel like out of all the those Arrowverse TV shows, I feel like the Flash is probably the best one in my opinion. Um, it was very cheesy, very mm. cheesy in the beginning. But it kind of needed to be. Arrow was great season one and season two with John Barrowman. And as... Deathstroke, Manu Bennett. Yes. I love those seasons. You're Yes, those are the best. But like after that, they're just like, yeah. Anyway, my point being. Grant Gustin's I, great. Grant Gustin is great. <laughs> Thank but you. Grant Gustin is not in this, this movie. No, but a lot of people wanted him to be when. Yes. When, uh, you know, Elephant in the Room, uh, Ezra Miller, um, you know, all of that stuff, crazy stuff going down with him in real life and whatnot. And people are like, change the actor. And so everyone's like, get Grant Gustin. And they didn't listen to us. 
no <laughs> i don't really understand why we don't need to go super into it but like weren't wrong we stuck with ezra miller mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's hard when you have a someone who's supposed to be a hero that you look up to have such a messed up past um yeah everyone deserves second chances and whatnot but maybe your second chance shouldn't be as the main character making a lot of money in a blockbuster movie about heroes there we go that one too (laughs) that one too oh we just yeah come on unfortunately we don't know enough about it about what's going on with him no I, i wish that we knew more i wish that they would be more forthcoming with what's going on because like the you know did he you know is he guilty are you changing him or not are you making the high evolutionary the new kang or a variant of kang so that yeah. you can bring uh chakwiti oh crap i always forget his last name iwuji yeah. back which I, you know i would be great with i love watching him perform yeah they haven't severed ties altogether so but i mean is that a great precedence too if uh dc is making them their face right now well, someone I mean, with a Marvel has already cast. been like Marvel has been like we can recast you, don't we, Terrence Howard? Um, <laughs> just saying, I'm just, you know Harrison Ford, and granted Harrison Ford was necessary. Who is Harrison Ford? He's oh he's taking um shoot yeah I don't uh, know John Hurt he's taking John Hurt's role as Thunderbolt Ross, the uh-huh. Secretary General, Secretary of Defense. Oh, so that's going to be Harrison Ford now in that role. Is that the is that the guy that was that was like Sokovia sign Accord. the accords? Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. I also, know who you're talking about. Also, Bruce Banner's almost father-in-law. Oh. So there's. Oh, I did we not. We haven't had like a good Bruce Banner movie in a hot minute either. We're so. not ever probably never going to get one either because yeah. Universal has the licensing rights and Marvel has to license him back to have him in movies. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Ezra Miller. <laughs> Ezra Miller. Um, Yeah. So let me ask you both this. (laughs) Concerning Ezra Miller's portrayal of Barry and the Flash, um, we have another almost real-time example of a Barry who's pretty much together. He gets along with people. He has a relatively normal social life. He's married, and we know that he's going to have kids in the future. And then we have Ezra Miller's Barry who's not as together. And then we find another Barry in this movie who's nowhere near as together as the one that we're used to. So um, what do you think of his portrayal as, as Barry and the Flash? I, real, I thought that young Barry was going to be very annoying, but they did a really good job of making him funny, obnoxious, and not just obnoxious, obnoxious. I feel like the Barry Allen from Earth 44? No. Okay. Is that what we're talking? I don't know. Anyways, movie, movie Earth or movie Barry, movie Barry, movie Barry, older Barry. They almost made him like. They made him extremely. It felt extremely socially awkward, almost like on the spectrum, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that is something that's ever been associated with Barry Allen before. The friends at the beginning were just mean. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, well, get new friends. These people are dicks. <laughs> I do like the way, other than that, like social awkwardness that I, I didn't, I, but I do think he plays a good Barry Allen. Fair enough. Yeah, no, same. I think, 
I think like, you know, cause he is supposed to be a little, a little goofy, a little quippy. Um, I mean, not supposed to be, cause I don't know what he's supposed to be. I'll be honest. But like, I guess in my mind, like, sure. And even just like from what I've seen with Grant Gustin, um, you know, like he's definitely, yeah, he's way more socially uh, capable. Yes. <laughs> and he's smart too, which I feel like in the movie, I feel like we didn't, did we really get to see very much of his like intelligence, like as like a scientist and stuff? Like, yeah, we really didn't get to see that very much. And we saw that he works in a forensics lab and mm -hmm. does stuff. And obviously he was near a lot of really powerful chemicals working on stuff. <laughs> um, and he knew about like the lightning and, and how to recreate anyways. Like I, I feel like in the beginning of the movie, I was kind of annoyed by Barry slash the flash slash the flash. Like the opening of the movie or in the first yeah. part of the movie? I would say pretty much the first part of the movie, maybe okay. even the first half, and especially until we met and when we met younger Barry, I feel like all of a sudden we got to see like this like contrast between like an a little bit more mature Barry and a younger Barry. And all of a sudden older Barry is kind of like now a mentor. And he's mm -hmm. teaching him. And so you kind of, I, you kind of see him grow up a little bit as well. And so I, I kind of liked seeing that dynamic. Um, Cause it helped me like older Barry a bit more, especially, especially given the annoying younger Barry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he overall, like, yeah, he did a good job. I, I think he was a good Barry. I think it was believable. It was, you know, it was good. But knowing how Barry is portrayed in the TV show, I just personally felt like it was still a little off. Sure. The Barry in the TV show is closer to the comic versions that we've had than the Barry that we get in uh, the movie universe. Mm -hmm. uh, that Barry leans a little closer to Wally West. Um, but also not being Wally West. They didn't take all of the characteristics. The thing with the having the calorie count like he was, very much a Wally West trait, not a Barry trait. Barry never yeah. had to deal with, with, with calorie counting, although they did bring that into the TV show. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they definitely, yeah, they brought but, it up a But Wally times, was but... one, basically, he had to maintain certain... Caloric levels to be able to use a super speed. Right. Um, my thing with with uh, the first part of the movie was I'm not used to Barry being quite so snarky, and also mm. a very brazenly snarky with Batman, who is not somebody you really want to be snarky with. But that, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. But either way, <laughs> he was, you know. Like, uh, why am I cleaning up bat messes? And I'm just like, um, because you're the one who can when, you know, the big blue alien is off doing things and the Greek goddess is doing things. Somebody's got to be there and you can get there fastest. Go. I also, I did appreciate seeing Jeremy Irons as Alfred. To be honest, he's one of my favorite uh, actors to portray Alfred. Just the way that he can ride herd on um, ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. We have to talk about that opening hospital scene. Dude, I will let you talk about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. It was for me it was a little painful to be honest. It was very uh, painful. If so they what... didn't make the babies look like freaking dolls, like so horribly, horribly fake. It could have been cute and quippy. The CGI was so bad. Well, I don't think it was just it was not just the CGI on the babies. I think that the CGI for for people in this movie with three exceptions was not great. And those three exceptions were the cameos that we got near the end of the movie. Yeah. When the when they the showed their crisis points. Mm-hmm. And and seeing uh, we'll get to that in a minute because I don't want to spoil it for spoil it yet. But there were there were we'll three of there. those. I thought those actually looked good, but the babies looked bad. Anytime Barry and Barry went into the time bubble and went back, like his mother and father looked horrific. Oh yeah, when they were like in that like I I kind of viewed it as like like an amphitheater like arena kind of thing because yes. it was like okay. circular. That I, always looked so wonky. Well, I thought they're supposed to look animated in that. Like they specifically wanted it to look wonky. I don't know. It just didn't. It, it Does that looked... make it better or worse? I don't know. But yeah, no, they no one looked normal in that. No. So when they had those CGI effects, they're just kind of like, Egh. now Barry's speed effects, great. Um, I I do have a point with the fact I do have a issue with the fact that he has to lean into his running stance and yeah point every time he runs. I'm just like, is just that that's is I that a that's thing? Weird. No. No, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going I to just that was not weird. be here now. And he's just gone. And the way, and I don't know how to fix this either. I don't know. The Is it way the speed skater run? Running, yeah, it looks like he's running backwards. It's so <laughs> unnatural. His arms look, are like no. flaking. Well, look, and his look legs, at, look, nothing look looks at right. The, look at video of speed skaters. And his run, his run style is a speed skater style. Okay. It's he's not leaning as quite as far forward, but the way that he's using his body and the way he's twisting is very much a speed skater style. All right, I'll go watch uh, videos of Paulo Anton Ono from two thousand two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of the babies and the bad CGI, though, so I have to, I want to, I want to read a quote from our Age of Geek friend here yeah co-conspirator um tracy from the movies that make us podcast so if you go to our website at ageofgeek.com um you'll see his uh written review of the flash and it's under there under mtmu which is movies that make us reviews and i really just want to read this because when he when i read it i just i i just kind of laughed So he said, my main issue with the film is the really awful CGI that completely took me out of the movie at times. There is a scene early in the movie where Barry Allen uses his speed to save babies from a collapsing hospital, but is brought down by CGI babies, which will haunt my dreams tonight. (laughs) When Barry is able to view past moments... Um, Oh, I guess this is, you know, continuing on kind of what we were just talking about too, um, with the weird like visuals of like the parents and stuff. Um, Tracy says when Barry is able to view past moments and travel through time, the CGI looks like it was rendered for a PlayStation (laughs) two. I mean, that is accurate, but yeah, I just, I really liked how he, how he said all of that. So shout out to Tracy and his uh, written review. Again, that's ageofgeek.com. If you want to go read that. The the whole 
time amphitheater thing, I thought was weird. I would have seen, I could have seen like a tunnel as he's moving back through the past and having the uh, whatever scenes he's viewing arching over him, or even as screens that he uh, or as, uh, flat images that he's passing through as he's mm-hmm. moving backwards in time. The amphitheater just seemed like an odd stylistic choice. I agree. But it was, it was, yeah, it well, was kind of, sometimes it like made me dizzy too when they'd kind of spin around a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, it was a weird choice. I know, like, for forever, before this movie came out, they were talking about how it's going to... Like, they people were saying it's going to be Flashpoint. And, and it's it, like it they half-assed Flashpoint, in my opinion. And, What's supposed to happen in Flashpoint? So, basically, Flashpoint... And they couldn't cover all the ground that the Flashpoint That's fine. did. But basically... Barry goes back to save his mom. He's like, it's time travel. I can do that. Goes mm-hmm. back to save his mom. And it's a different butterfly effect. Um, his mom's alive. However, the Amazons and Atlantis, so Aquaman are at war. And they just basically flood all of Europe. It would you know, just they devastate Europe in their rampage. Superman was captured. And it was Superman in the comic, not Supergirl as we got in the movie. And was kept as a science project, basically. I think that they did get that right when they did introduce uh, Sarah Kai as Kara Zor-El, how she looked emaciated and worn because they kept her completely out of sunlight and under red solar radiation. Right. How do we figure that out? Don't know, but that's not the point. <laughs> but that look was very similar to how gaunt and worn uh, Kal-El looked in the Flashpoint series. Bruce, instead of the Bruce's parents dying, Bruce, Bruce died. died. And what's his name? His dad becomes Batman. And his mom became the Joker. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought there was something different that happened with Batman. So, I mean, there were they, they, they gave nods to a couple of the changes in this. Yeah. I all, thought they the could have very easily made Michael Keaton. Thomas Wayne. Thomas, Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Sure. And when I mean, I guess a lot of people love the throwback. I Michael Keaton was never like my Batman. Yeah. But Which... would you have liked it less if he was Thomas Wayne? It, he would have still been Batman, but it wouldn't have been quite this. It would have been like, but isn't the old Flash just Barry's dad for, for some people? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as, as somebody who was all in on the 89 Batman. Like, you know, I was the guy who bought the bubble gum with the, the trading cards and had the, the set, the whole nine yards. That was cards. the Tim Burton Batman? Yes. Yeah. And it was, you know, and after having Michael Keaton do Birdman, where he's just basically acting as Batman, you know, acting in a very similar style, just like, you know, I want to see him in a suit again, quite frankly. So getting a chance to see him as a Bruce Wayne that is also past his prime in certain ways, but totally not in other ways. He reminded me of the fat Thor for lack of a better <laughs> oh. term. But that's how I felt, especially with the, when they were like fighting in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. I, I can see that. But it, you know, and for me, it was like, it was great to see him there and going back. I, when they finally got her out of the lab, loved what they did with Supergirl for, for mm-hmm. her not being raised in Kansas, for example. So her whole thing on humanity is why should I let them, why do I care if they live or not? 
Yeah. And I'm like, well, she's got a point. I mean, all that well, she known, has known of humans is death and pain. Or pain. Well, so especially I can when see she, that. her like main cause has been to protect Kal-El. Yes. Like, so what, why should she help the humans? Exactly. Yeah. And, and seeing Michael Shannon as in Antje, and I cannot remember her last name, as Feyora, Man of Steel was not my Superman, per se. I liked Man of Steel, but it wasn't, I mean, I am a Christopher Reeve diehard, so, I, and I do not apologize for that. I felt Michael Shannon looked old. He did, but I, it was nice seeing him in the role and seeing what they were doing. Like they're recreating that scene that was very seminal for not a, not only Bruce Wayne apparently, because we saw in the opening of Batman vs Superman him in Metropolis as uh, Zod's first world engine was devastating Metropolis. Right. So we know that it was pivotal for him, and that was also what got him on Clark's radar on put Clark on his radar. Is like you could have done so much more but all of this destruction is on you. And now we found out that it's equally pivotal to Barry because it was Barry's first real act as the flash, as he's still right. trying to figure out what he can do. And there's, there's something that has been playing through my head for the past few days outside of the flash, but it's a quote of superheroes seem to come mostly from a place of tragedy. I mean, your parents are shot in front of you. Your planet blows up. And then you have on the other side of the spectrum, you just got struck by lightning and lived. So you won the lottery effectively. And you got superpowers out of it. Good job. But we see him trying to be heroic and immediately oh, yeah. failing. Mm. Uh, let, me, let me take that back. It's a 50-50. He does save the kid, but is not at the point where he could have saved them both. Where I think that a more mature Barry could have possibly save them both in that moment and watching that link to that one event that had so much so much to do with the uh, evolution of two heroes now three i thought that was a very nice callback i am not the hugest snyderverse fan in the world but i did appreciate that so basically he does go back and he saves his mom and then in that world barry turns out to be a kind of a spoiled spoiled kid <laughs> yeah freshman year mom brings laundry home for mom to do it cracked me up when he was old barry was in the kitchen with his parents and new barry was walking into the house and you see him like kick a trash can it's yeah. so stupid it was it was it was silly and fun and like i said i do think their interactions the barry's interactions together they could have gotten into very very annoying Ter territory but i think they kept it at a good mm -hmm. funny territory i definitely liked the dynamic between the two and and even just like it was just it was it was definitely interesting too that he decided to keep the secret from younger barry about the reason why he was even yeah. there in the first place to come back and save his mom mm -hmm. you know but i guess for you know plot reasons uh you know he needed to to keep that secret so that other Barry could, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he could have told him. I feel like he could have told him earlier. So I saw dropping this movie on Thursday. And then I saw into the spider verse on Monday. And both of those have really strong canon event parts, like integral to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're running together for me a little bit, but no, this was a huge, that was a huge canon event for Barry and his world. 
And so if he would have told him, I feel like it would have changed Barry's young Barry's uh, reasons for wanting to do what he's doing as well, or wanting to change more things as we see he does in the end, he wants Mm -hmm. to change it all, make it all, all better. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely like kind of sad slash tearjerkers a little bit where when he older Barry kind of got after younger Barry to be like, you need to appreciate mom more. Like you don't know what, like, like, what are you doing? Like you are so like disrespectful and unappreciative. Well, it was also interesting to see what it was that was Barry's trigger because he kept, you know, kind of like harshing on younger Barry and you never understood why. And it's like, you use Mark monkey as a dartboard. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can see totally why that would annoy Barry to no end. Yeah. Because that was his one tie to the thing that his mom got him that he wanted. And to see something to see another version of himself just meh, whatever. He she gets me monkey stuff all the time. Or she, I have tons of monkey toys from her because that's what she calls me, you know. It's my it's her nickname for me. And but when that's the last monkey you ever got. No. Right. <laughs> That was sad. <laughs> I mean, that was that was one of those. That was a very touching moment because mm-hmm. you finally you finally understand a little bit more about Barry and just how much this, you know, the lack of his mom and his father being in jail hurts him in this version of Barry. I mean, right. we saw in the TV show how he fought to get his father exonerated, and seeing a different take on that was was interesting, and also seeing that you know the take that they had failed. And that he is just like, you appreciate what you have because it won't it won't be there forever. And you're just like, well, how much are you going to tell him, Barry? It's, it's getting a little dark here. Yeah. Okay. So does lightning not kill people? <laughs> not if you douse them with chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's science. Science. Everybody, if you want to become the Flash, here's what you need to do. do not endorse this. AJ Geek is not responsible for lightning accidents. So, Good thing they didn't list which chemicals there were. But did so they then people can't. Show, did they pan across in in the lab scene where he's like, "These are the right chemicals," and I thought they showed some of them like. Don't, please don't show those. You guys we know, have don't to have give warnings people, yes. on Tide Pods. <laughs> Do not give people ideas. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um, so not only you know, do you get struck by lightning once, but what three times in this movie? You know, twice in this movie, because he yeah, he has to get shocked. You know, he, when he gets young Barry electrocuted, he gets electrocuted again loses and his loses his powers, and then has to enlist batman to help him regain his powers with oh great another lightning storm yeah. with a bat kite with a bat kite <laughs> <laughs> but it failed but it failed so they had to so, they so he had did it three get, times or... yes because kara came yeah. back was like hey i got this we get and we'll take care of this she's like oh, what do you yeah. think that bat kite was that... used for before I... it became a catalyst to making a like because does nobody does nobody look in the sky at all in this world because like oh that's from wayman oh that explains <laughs> well, a lot at, at first i didn't okay i'll be honest at first i didn't realize it was a kite i thought it was like like kind of like a mobile like satellite and i like i like leaned over to um to jason and i was like it's the battleite <laughs> instead of satellite it's the battleite and he's like he like looked at me like I was so weird and he's like, that's a kite. And I was like, oh, 
it's the battle light, you guys. It'll be the battle light from this day forward. <laughs> Can you just picture Alfred like making a kite for Bruce? <laughs> oh my gosh, hand stitching. Yeah. I would have been. I, I, I am sad that we didn't get to see that Bruce's Alfred um, because Michael Go has been dead for a number of years. Oh. But oh yeah, you know it was like seeing Bruce without Alfred and what he had become just. Not, I wouldn't say destitute, but just, you know, hermit. He became yeah. Christian Bale. He became similar to Christian Bale at the beginning of uh, Batman The Begins. Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, oh, yeah, at when that he's, point. he's broken. That's right, that's right. He's not broken, just bent. And he'll learn to love again. <laughs> Thank you, Nate Ruiz and me. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it was definitely, an, I think it was kind of an uh, interesting and kind of, I don't know, sort of refreshing take on Batman. Yes. Just because we have seen so many iterations of Batman in our time. And so it was just kind of nice to see like, hey, here is this Batman that we do know from the 1989 movie. Yes. yes. Um, I was like, I know it. I think I just looked at it, but I was trying to remember the <laughs> year. And I'm like, Robert knows. Um, but like Marley and I weren't born then. No, we were not. Um, I also are we, didn't, to, are we doing this again? Really? I also didn't see that movie until I was in college for the first time. But that's a different story. No, no, no. Hold on. Just, just in in three so sentences like, or less. What was your take on that Batman? I don't remember it. Okay. Marley Sorry. also doesn't like uh, Tim Burton. Oh yeah, I don't really like Tim Burton stuff. Okay. It's not really, no, nah, there's, yeah. But I also got it, I, okay, okay, here's the thing. The three, three she older was Batman movies? No, no. Four? Four boys? Four no, boys. Batman movies. <laughs> okay, well, because there was the Michael Keaton. There were two Michael Keatons. There's there Batman. There's two Michael Batman Keaton Batman Returns Batman with Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And um, Christopher Walken as Max Shrek and Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Those are all Michael Keaton Batman. Those are all, and and uh, Nicholson was the Joker in the first Batman. Yes, movie. but all of those were Bat. Were, both of those and were then, the Keaton movies. And then George Clooney and then nope. Val Kilmer. Nope, Val Kilmer was first. Was second. Oh. Sorry. So Keaton, Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney. Okay, okay. So I watched all. Okay, it was all four of those movies because I know I've seen all of them. I watched all four back to back to back in one weekend. I'm so sorry. So I'll be honest; it blends together. So I like, I had to, I just had to Google to be like, Hey, wait, which, which bat or what, which villains and side characters were there in Michael Keaton's Batman? Cause I just can't remember. All I know is that the, I think it's George Clooney's that I think that's the one. Is that the one that's Batman and Robin? Yep. Yes, it is. That's the one I didn't like the most. Good. Oh, really? Good. I Good. hated okay. that one. Good. I thought that one was like horrific way over the top like me me and some of my friends at the time we always joked about how that movie never existed would you like context for that because i actually i actually know why that why it was well well okay for me batman and robin because of the age i was which is probably around like seven eight i loved it because it was so campy and mm. poison ivy was so colorful and like sexy yeah. and it had uh barbara gordon in it and i loved batgirl and alicia silverstone and i thought what's his face was so cute because he was in three musketeers and Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger. Chris O'Donnell. 
Yes. Chris O'Donnell. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, yes, he was horrible, but I thought he was funny and campy and weird. Okay. So, so I for loved both of you, Batman and Robin. Both of you <laughs> are not wrong, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> here, here's the thing Steph, your explanation of seeing that at, at seven years old, I totally can see that, where you just be like, this is fantastic, because it's a live action cartoon at that point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Marley. You're right. It was a horrific movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have to realize too, like when I saw these older Batman movies, I already had seen all of the Dark Knight trilogy, and I knew and that. Just hey, Batman for you. Got it. Exactly. And so, like, because I love, I love the Christian Bale ones. Like, because I remember going to like the midnight movie, and I'm mm-hmm. saying true midnight, not 8 p.m. The true midnight showing of each of those movies, and so like it was just. You know, it was also a lot of fun, like, growing up, like, teenager and on. Um, Because I think the first one came out when we were in high school. I think Batman Begins. Well, then anyways, dressing up as the Joker for the set for Dark Knight, I think. Yeah, and I made, like, a t-shirt. Like, I had, like, a cool Batman. Like, it was just, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of fun. But, But, yeah, so I had t-shirts for Midnight Premieres. So, like, Twilight. Yeah. (laughs) So, really quick, the reason that that movie was so campy. Mm-hmm. Was that Burton directed the uh, Burton directed the first two? Uh, then they brought in Joel Schumacher to direct Batman Forever, which was the one with uh, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Meridian Chase, uh, Nicole Kidman, um, oh, Tommy Lee yeah. Jones, right. and Jim Carrey and Christopher oh, O'Donnell, yeah. Chris O'Donnell. So he came in and. It was not a great movie, and it was moving more towards the camp side. But by the time they shot, uh, they did um, Batman and Robin, Schumacher's vision for it was he thought that everybody loved the Batman movies because they wanted the campiness of the 60s Batman series with Adam West. So that's what he was shooting for, but also, you know, modernizing it and updating it with all the technology of the time and the neon lights and everything, but full on camp. So that's why that movie, those two movies had so much of all the Batman forever, not quite as much, but he just leaned all in on it with Mm. Batman. uh, I'm sorry, Robin Two, electric boogaloo. But you could see that too with how um, Jim Carrey played the Riddler. That's full on camp, but it works because of who Jim Carrey is and who the Riddler is. Exactly. Now, and then also they consider, too heavy into it in Batman and Robin. And, and think mm-hmm. of before Carrey was cast in that, the original person they wanted for that role was Robin Williams. Okay. Yeah, you could see. Oh. You could totally see Robin Williams being a Riddler. That would have been they really have the cool. personalities to pull that stuff off. Yes. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy isn't quite the same no. in that role. And, and Arnold was... Schwarzenegger should not be in movies. Yeah. I have never seen a Terminator movie, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Robert is telling her to get out. <laughs> it's okay. I haven't seen a Terminator movie either. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. We just lost all credibility. <laughs> well, thank you for tuning into this podcast. I guess we're <laughs> no. Oh my goodness! And, and really, Schwarzenegger. I mean, they all leaned into the campiness. I mean, you know, the Batman credit card. Yeah, do you remember that one? Yeah. Batman has a black credit card. You know, and he's like, "Never leave home," and you're just like, "Oh no, no, just oh, don't, my please." Gosh. 
or all of the bad ice puns that Arnold made and yeah. Uma Thurman just being not even being Uma Thurman, but just kind of well, like her garden and like that whole part where like Chris O'Donnell kisses her and, mm-hmm. and pulls off the fake lips. It reminds me of that character from Power Rangers. What's her name? Rita Repulsa. Repulsa. Like that look of Rita Repulsa in the is what Uma hmm. Thurman's whole poison hmm. iviness reminds me of a lot. Okay. And so that. Power Rangers is low budget camp. So compare that to what was in the Batman movie. Okay. Fair enough. Good oh, call. also bat nipples. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to avoid that. Oh <laughs> nope, not with Steph. Oh, okay, so like here's the funny thing is like we've been talking about Batman because for like because... a good n- number of minutes now. And I was just kind of just thinking, I'm like, why are we doing this? But it really there was actually quite a bit of Batman related stuff in this movie, even though and it's not a just flash him. movie. It was, but not just. I'm sorry, not just the Keaton Batman either. We got no. a, more than I expected of Ben Affleck as Batman in this movie. Right. I, for some reason, I don't know if I knew he was even going to be in this. Batfleck. They had. Well, I knew that he was going to be in as Bruce Wayne Henry for a short Travel. scene. They were. Wait, say that again, Steph. Everyone but Henry Cavill was most almost well, everyone but Henry Cavill was. In there that. was a CGI version of him. That doesn't count. I'm just. Uh, yeah. Where was Ray and, Fisher? I was going to say, and then poor Ray Fisher is just like in elsewhere. Wait, which makes Ray me Fisher sad. again. Cyborg. He was cyborg because. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have loved a standalone oh. cyborg movie. He like barely, Barry, when I say he, Barry like barely mentioned like a cyborg reference like once in that right. whole movie. Okay, David F. Walker, if you somehow managed to see this, you need to come up with a good cyborg movie to get to James Gunn and you need to write it. Make it so. Who, who, what does he direct? He doesn't direct. He's a writer. Uh, he's okay. a comics writer. Um, and he also uh, wrote Cyborg for DC for a couple of years, I believe. It, it was at least one year solid, but I want to say it was almost two. And he had a very good, I enjoyed his take on Cyborg. Oh, nice. I, yeah, we that would, that would be an awesome movie. I, yeah, it's too bad that we didn't get like any cyborg thing i mean we barely even got like aquaman stuff in there like even in that universe that they were in um with younger barry um like he calls like his dad over in what oh, is yeah. it, maine mm-hmm. and he's like i don't have a son and so like they just basically totally wrote him off in that universe <laughs> so we didn't well, have to see wherever thing, uh he was <laughs> and the big thing was that barry even mentioned it that that world had no metahumans and that was one of the one of the changes that that his going back in time affected was no metahumans. Uh, uh, the rocket from Krypton never landed in America, so there was a, a bit of a nod to Red Sun there as well. So really, we only got Batman, and um, and he was retired, and there mm-hmm. was like no crime, I guess, anymore. Because Gotham was one of the best places on, on the planet to live at that point. Yeah. So is Kara Superwoman or Supergirl? Supergirl is how they've titled her in all of the all of the press stuff. Okay, so Kara was dope. We're not going to see her again, probably, most likely. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe we will, but no, Kara was great. 
I, and, and yeah, really I really liked her. I think that I mentioned this when we were when we came out of the movie. I had the same problem with Supergirl that I had with Darth Maul for the Phantom Menace. They use all of this hype going into the movie to get butts in chairs, basically, and then they take this character and, and in Maul's case, cut him in half, and in Kara's case, <laughs> kill her, punch her to death, basically. Like, uh, like. A million different ways. Yeah, so it's like uh, they they build Infinity up this great ways. character, and you're just like, nope. <clears throat> Speaking can't have of that. Star Wars, I love the prequels because of the age I was when I saw them. Again, same. I loved Hayden same. Christensen. He was really cute. Yes. Natalie Portman is bomb. I oh love my gosh. the prequels. The little yes. like, odd racing is fun. Jar Jar Binks. I know he's very annoying. I didn't <laughs> hate him as a kid because he's funny and dumb. Honestly, I cannot, I cannot argue against that as much as I went and saw and saw that movie and was like, I'm never watching that movie again, <laughs> which I didn't do until the girls came along and we were yeah, showing them Star Wars. It's like, uh, and they were like, okay, this is great. And I'm like, Misa thinks Jar Jar's the best. Fortunately, no, because I would have excommunicated them both. <laughs> I get out of my house. <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> oh uh, my goodness. But I yeah. do want to say that, like I mentioned earlier, I, I loved seeing Kara. I mean, the way that she was definitely an outsider. They they leaned into that until she realized what Zod was doing and that he had to be stopped. And it really, she's the only one who could do it. Right. And came back to to try to help. Um, her her initial interactions with Barry, younger Barry, I believe it was at that point. Um, no, it was older Barry. We're just like, like, why do I? You know, it's like very apathetic to yeah. the plight of the humans under Zod, and then until she realized, no, he he needs to be stopped. Mm-hmm. I was appreciative that they put the battles in like the middle of a desert instead of you know a highly populated <laughs> city that where millions of infrastructure damage would occur. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, oh, so much catastrophe. Yes, and and I mean even so much damage. Even though they and even though they had this in the middle of the desert, I appreciated the fact that for the most part you could see most of the fighting. One of the big things for me in movies is fight choreography. So watching or fight videography, excuse me. So can you see the fights, or do they just kind of cut away every? three seconds to something else or a right. different angle. And they showed and literally did not pull punches in this fight with, especially between Kara and Zod. Um, and then, you know, the Barry's realizing these guys are big and tough and we can't really hurt them, but we can, for the time being at least, outrun them. And yeah, make it Bruce difficult for them. <laughs> and then yeah. Bruce just being Bruce. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. No, and I, I was gonna say too, back to uh Kara um and Supergirl. Like I I feel like I I appreciated this Kara um even more, even though we only got just like a small dose of her, because again, back to the the CW series with Supergirl, um, I actually really enjoyed that TV series as well. It was for a, a while, series. yeah. For a while, it was um, especially once Arrow stopped being good, um, and I never, I never liked Legend DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I that one wasn't really my favorite. But whenever they did crossovers, I only really tuned in because I wanted to see what was going on with all the other shows. For a while, it was the Flash and Supergirl that I really only kept up on. 
Um, and I just, yeah, again, very cheesy, but it was just, it was a lot of fun to see, um, you know, even like her character and kind of get to know her a little bit more as well, um, as trying to live a human life and all of that kind of thing. And, um, so like at the same time, you know, it's a totally different actress, of course, with, uh, the movie, uh, Cara, but it just, it makes me, it makes me that much more sad too, that we don't get to see more of her, probably not. Um, because we like, we're missing out on it. Like we don't have, we don't get to see her progress at all. We just got this tiny little dose and then they take it away. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go back and watch the CW series if I want some Supergirl. I don't I mean, you know. Can watch, you can watch the Helen Slater movie from 1984. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, you could. Um, but, <laughs> you know, and finally, so let's, let's, you know, look at the fact that Barry the Younger over here is Barry the Older talking to Bruce about why he came dying. back and yeah. his mom died. And that's and how he, he finds out. This, <laughs> and, and that triggers his other his event of like well we can still save mom we can save everybody and the realization that he's going back in time and trying to fix things when the fights are not going the way the fight against zod's army isn't going the way that they expected so they're like reset button and we'll try this again and nothing in the grand scheme changes the methodology changes for how certain characters die Mm -hmm. but nothing changes and he's like well we just keep doing this until we get it right and it took me up until just before they made the big reveal of who the Dark Flash was yeah. to realize that, oh, wait a minute, he's got shards of Kryptonian metal coming out of his, oh my God, he's, da Yeah, it like matched it because there was that one that was like sticking out of his arm. And then when the Dark dark Flash, Dark Flash, yeah. Dark Flash like showed up, I was like, that oh. matches. And then and then it was like pretty soon after Click. that the yeah. day revealed. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> and, you know, it was one of those my own worst enemy situations at that point mm-hmm. of Barry, young Barry, just like being so we can fix this. We could still make this work. And older Barry's realization of this all has to go away. Mom has to die. All these things have to change. And the realization that that entire timeline at that point gets shut off. Well, and it was, it showed such a level of maturity again for this Barry to come to that realization that, Hey, I messed up Mm -hmm. and I, I need to go back and make things right. And even though it's a world that I don't get my mom, that's where I need to be. And that's how it's supposed to be kind of thing. And, and go, and even just the fact of just going back and changing things constantly Mm -hmm. is not the right thing to do. It was really touching. The scene where he has to go and put, take the tomatoes out of the cart was, I teared. I had a couple with his mom, but I noticed this with Ezra Miller, whenever he had a touching scene, his voice gets really high and squeaky. And I know that is, happens but it's like this for me he did it a lot and it it was I don't really noticed that oh I did it was all I don't know it just and I know it does happen for men where they're where they get emotional their voice I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) but for me I was just like oh he's sad again you can tell by his voice well are you saying that it was like 
bad acting. Yeah, I am. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah before we go, before we it was talk a about... choice that was made that I question. Anyways, before Fair. we go, before we before we talk about the the whole that whole grocery store scene, I want to go back to what I was going to what I alluded to earlier. Oh, yeah. With um the crisis uh the crisis points, and we get to see different Earths uh and, yeah. interacting, and we that saw was a number really of things. Cool. I'm not sure that I liked the overall visualization of how they brought them in. It that was, was a little weird. weird. Like yeah. they're like these like orbs. Well, or, like, it, was really... like, it was like film, orbs of film, and yeah. they, were, they were speeding it up to make it, you know, real time. But we, we got to see the Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. We got Bad. to see Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater on an Earth mm-hmm. together, which actually never happened in the movies. Um, and that was fun. And actually, and this was the CGI that I thought actually looked decent because Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater didn't look bad as far as the other cgi like the babies and anybody in the time time bubble they just looked creepy these looked good decent at least um we got to see a superman i never thought i was going to see (laughs) honestly nick cage and you would have not liked his superman because it would have been a tim burton superman yeah probably so Especially because he was fighting like a giant spider-looking thing Brainiac. too, and Brainiac. I ah uh, yeah, and I don't, and I'm like I don't like spiders, and yeah, but yeah, um, that was that was a nice surprise. Um, those were very pleasant, yeah. and I was just like I didn't expect to see this, but I am happy that I was here <laughs> for it. And you know that little touch of just seeing other timelines and other other dimensions, heroes, and just like okay, that's a nice kind of bow on there's a multiverse out there now mm-hmm. right yeah and then barry cool and then barry goes back to put the tomatoes or to take the tomatoes out of the cart and say goodbye to his mom and even then changed another thing he switched the tomatoes from the bottom to top shelf to save no, his pops. He, no he he put the tomatoes back on the right shelf the label was slightly off though and i don't know what made them then move the um tomatoes in the restored timeline but it did move them from the shelf that she found them on to the top where he had to look up and it exonerated his dad so he at least so gets his see dad in the back. camera yeah. yeah and you know and then henry gets out of jail Bar- uh, barry is happy and he makes a phone call and batman <laughs> shows up and of course and uh, Batman shows up. I was you think, Yeah, because the whole time you think it's like, oh, you know what? They've reset. He's reset the timeline. He's back in his world. We're going to see Ben Affleck again. And we don't. No. And they make you think that, though, the whole time. <laughs> we, there were, in talking with somebody, there were apparently three ways that they shot that scene. And one is, he, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne says, I'm pulling up now. And you see him, you see feet getting out of a car. And it cuts off there. Oh, there's another scene where he walks up to Barry. You see Barry's reaction of "What the?" and they cut there. Oh, and then there's a scene that we saw, which had everybody's unfortunate, ca- unfortunate <laughs> movie cast and great, great actor George, George Clooney. Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're just like now. If we were talking people that I never expected to see in this movie, Clooney would have been it. <laughs> I mean, I I did enjoy Ben Affleck's Batman. 
Clooney, Clooney took the hit for the atrocity that was Batman and Robin. It was not his to take. He fell on that sword. And he has yeah. continued to fall on that sword for 30 years. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> but seeing him is just like, it's me. And you're just like, it's him. You're the whole Leonardo DiCaprio. <gasps> I may or may not have done it in the theater. Just like, oh my God, it's him. It's, they did the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was such a fun like reveal and surprise like I, nobody so is he I on the right that. earth it seems like he's on the right earth but it's this is one of the ripples yeah so mm-hmm. in the tv series barry when he would change time and then go back and fix time there were still consequences to that event one of which was seen in arrow where he, the gender of john diggle's daughter and lila's do- uh, son got switched to their daughter oh and he had to explain that and he had to own up to that in I've been going back in time and I've done some things and the people like so what has come out of this and he had to explain to them well in the original timeline you had a son and that that did not go over well at all <laughs> it, it didn't go over well in that it was more of the you went back and changed this and just the realization of my life is slightly different but radically different because right. of these things so this is one of those causality things where I change things and for everybody else, this has always been the Batman in the Justice League, but for Barrett, it's like, yeah, but what? <laughs> well, like, okay. So with the end of this movie, what does that mean for the next DC films? So it sounds like they're putting, they're shuttering the Snyderverse and moving forward with a new universe and a new dcu uh cinematic universe um our pats is just elsewhere like he's not incorporated yeah he's he would be uh what dc refers to as an elseworlds which is kind of like just a multiversal it's out there he's a batman on a different earth that doesn't necessarily negate are they gonna make any more with him because i I like the batman i I I like that movie so. Um, I think that they've, I think that they have talked about it. I know that Matt, uh, Matt Reeves, who directed it, was talking about doing a second movie. I know they're doing a second Joker movie. Where they're sh- almost oh, done with the Joker two. Now. With um, Lady Gaga, jo- Joaquin Phoenix, and Lady Gaga. Yes, oh, I didn't like that movie, <laughs> Joker. And and that's a that's a choice yeah i don't know it's just not it's just not my not my favorite vibe and i like dark stuff you know what i mean like i don't mind the occasional like dark thing but it, i don't know i just i just didn't vibe with it at all i didn't didn't like and, it and or watched it didn't even finish it because i didn't want to yeah it was the joker is for being a clown is a dark character oh yeah but they they took it into more of the psychology of what made this version of the Joker the way he is. And it was a very dark, dark take. It was different. Mm-hmm. It was, and you know, he was not the uh, chatty teeth and, and uh, electric buzzer hand Joker by any stretch of the imagination. This was, this was full on. I would have been interested to see him versus Heath Ledger's Joker oh, head yeah. on. Mm-hmm. They're doing but- another Joker, but they're not doing another birds of prey. Oh, Birds of Prey was fun. 
it was. It was, it was a fun movie. I, I did enjoy that. Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is just so fantastic. Yeah, but it sounds like she's moving over to Marvel Land, too. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. she's supposed to play in Marvel. Susan Storm? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is the rumor? Um, That whole cast seems interesting. I don't know if I see her with Adam Driver, like, as a couple. Okay. Is Adam Driver hot? Yes. Wait a minute. I'm conflating him with Adam Brody, and it's breaking. <laughs> yeah, that's Driver. Kylo Got Ren. It. Kylo Thank Ren. You. Thank you. I'm just like, wait, no. I'm getting the wrong guy. I think it depends on how they style his hair. Yeah. For um, Mr. Fantastic. Um, when he was in yeah. Girls, I hated his character. I don't think I saw. I yeah, yeah you wouldn't. Lena Dunham. Anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like him, and he's confusingly yes. hot. Um, so listeners, tell us what if you think Adam Driver <laughs> because it confuses me. But, anyways, back to uh, the, the Flash. Um, we keep going into Marvel Land. Um, oh, we want to talk about everyone but the Flash, we want to talk about Batman, and we want to talk oh about the Aquaman. Well, and okay, and so and yeah, so because we okay, just the Flash, come on. So, with the future of DC, EU, DCU. The what does the DCEU E stand for? Extended. Oh, okay. Educational. Exotic. Extra. Um, what the DC exotic? <laughs> we did. We got that in Batman and Robin, Steph. It's true. <laughs> but oh no. My. Okay. So then, so then after. Okay. So what's the next? They need to do DC. a Power Girl movie for the exotic extended oh my gosh. universe. What's the um, next DC the next movie DC coming movie out? Is that Blue Beetle? Be Blue Beetle. Uh, now is that James Gunn thing or is it not? No, this is this is so Blue Beetle and Aquaman two were the last two movies on the slate from the previous management. So they're they're sorry, Gunn has said that they are going to dovetail into the new version of the DCU. So we may see the Blue Beetle character pushed forward into Gunn's version of the DCU. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what they're doing with uh, the characters from the Aquaman 2 movie because there's talk of making Jason Momoa Lobo going forward. Right. Um, Blue Beetle looks fun, but when he becomes Blue Beetle in just the preview, the trailer, the trailer oh. it's a lot. I was with my yeah. kids watching and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I could totally but no, see that. It looks fun, and I'm excited to have a Latinx uh Superhero, I think you just that's had a fun one vibe. for that long <laughs> for a hot minute. So, hot minute. yeah, yeah, no, did they get rid of what's her face? Heard Amber Heard for Mira. I don't know if it's officially been done, but it seems like all the rumors are yes. Okay, hmm. we're gonna do that, but we're not gonna get rid of Ezra Miller. I think it hmm. makes sense. Yeah, anyway. and, and and like that's the thing is like we don't know if Ezra Miller or anybody is, from his movie is, going, is into... going to be in the future either. So it's it feels like everything is so up in the air with DC right now that I think I don't know. I'm kind of just at that point where I'm like, whatever happens, happens. Like I'm not, and maybe it's just because yeah, maybe it's just because I'm more of a Marvel person, but I still have always 
liked DC stuff. Like I, I find it still entertaining. I, I go see the movies, you know, whatnot, but I'm just now at the point where I'm like, okay, what's the next movie? Oh, that looks cool. Let's go see it. But Marvel, I'm like, I got to watch like some videos. I got to like do some things and research and like watch it again. So it's just, it's a different vibe. It's just I different. feel like at this point with both DC and Marvel's kind of getting to the point, they have such good source material. Their comics are good. They're even their like animated movies and their cartoon series. They're good. And Except then we're the making... joke. Yes. We don't talk about the killing joke. <laughs> Okay, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about the killing <laughs> joke. Got and we it. don't Batman talk and about... Robin. <laughs> or Indiana Jones 4. Um, and then we'll, we get, we'll get these movies that don't feel fully fleshed out. Or This movie felt disjointed, honestly. Yeah. It didn't know how serious he wanted to be in spots. It didn't know how comedic to be in spots. And the pacing, I'm sorry, the trying to, to connect those two just felt off. Well, and it felt that way when they did Batman versus Superman, where they're trying to kind of do go off the death of Superman comic book, which is fantastic again. And we they... have to have we have to have a show on that one because I've got many a thought on that that I would love to share. Ooh, I I'll have, I'll have to watch it again on because uh, <laughs> he has feelings about it. I have many feelings about that movie. So None yeah, of them are good. no, one of them is good. Everything we else have is... such great source material, and it, then we get this. And well, this... that's been the thing. I mean, that's, uh, to be fair, if you look at DC's animated slate for the past, actually, I'll take it all the way back to 92, going all the way back to Mask of the Phantasm. That's when I was there forward. <laughs> I can't help it, Robert. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, we, when we went to the cinema back in the day, we saw the Batman movie. We watched our serials. It only cost a nickel. <laughs> If you go back, if you go back to that far, that far in DC's animated stable, and and look at what they've produced with the source material at hand, and even adapting some of it so it's not one for one to the story that you saw in the comics, they have made amazing movies. Um, they made actually one of the best Wonder Woman movies before the live action movie came out. Uh, was an animated feature directed by Lauren Montgomery in. 2000 uh crud i think it was five and it was an amazing take on the character you got the amazons and they got everything right you look at some of the adaptations of like under the red hood the long halloween and just they've nailed it with with these things and then you look at their live action and it seems like it's two different it is two different companies effectively because the animation studio and the movie studio are not part of a combined studio. At least they were not historically. It looks like this is changing under the gun uh, saffron saffron regime. But the one, the people who were running the animation studios and writing those stories and bringing those to the screen always, I mean, with, I think, for me, two exceptions, knocked it out of the park every time. And then you get the live action and it seems like, oh, this is live action. And then corporate gets involved, like Warner Brothers corporate gets involved. Like, well, you've got to do this and this and this and have these things in there. And you get far too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. And unfortunately, the movie viewer suffers for it. 
Right. I'm so, looking at you, Green Lantern, even though I still like that movie. For those reasons, I am hopeful to see what James Gunn is going to do. I am hopeful of seeing what James Gunn has done historically and being given a more free hand to create and 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 mold the future of the DC uh, studios. I am cautiously optimistic. I do question his opinions, though, because he said this Flash movie is the best superhero movie he's ever seen. Well, I also question his opinion in saying that they're adapting super the Supergirl, your favorite Supergirl story into the basis oh, yeah. for the Supergirl movie that they're working on. Hmm. But it's not going to be this Woman Kara. of Tomorrow. No, I, I doubt it will be that Kara. It's too bad. So does that mean we're getting rid of, Ev- we're getting rid of Ezra. We're getting rid of Batfleck. We're getting rid of, we don't know. We're getting rid of Clooney. No, 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 well, yeah. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> what about Jesse Eisenberg as a, uh... I... Uh, as uh, yeah. Lex's yeah. name again, I had yeah, Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, I had to say it. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing after Aquaman two whether they completely shutter this, whether they fold elements of what has come before into it and just make it its own new thing. Given Flash, given the changes that we saw come out of Flashpoint, which are one minor, well, actually two, two, eh, they're pretty big, I guess, changes with one, his dad being exonerated and two, new Bruce. Right. Anything can happen. So they can pull elements from here and there and put them into the new universe. I think that would be a little bit disconcerting if handled ham-fistedly. Well, and bottom line this movie hasn't made a lot of money. So do they want to continue on with this rendition of Barry and the Flash when it's been received so poorly? You mean Speed Skater Barry? Of course. I hope not. It'll be... Yeah, James Gunn, I'm very interested to see where he'll take us. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I hope we don't have to wait too long, though. So if Blue Beetle comes well, out on what, this summer, too, so it might. Be I guess hot. you're right. You're right. But like, okay, so Blue but Beetle Blue comes Beetle out is this in the summer, right? Uh, later this summer, and, and then Aquaman is slated for I think December. Okay. 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 So it is like going to be out this year, probably. If, if not, maybe get... quarter one next year. If they don't get Jason Momoa to be Lobo, Mangiano. What's his name? Oh, Joe Manganiello. Oh, he would be a great Lobo. I feel like him and Momoa have similar vibes too. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is slated currently for December twentieth, twenty twenty three, in the U.S. Okay. Okay. But that could change. We, you know, that's still far enough away that they could just be like, we'll do it in December 20th of 2024. <laughs> What's the next Marvel movie to come out? The Marvels. The Marvels. Oh, November. so nothing for a hot minute. No, so we get... We've got um, the TV show. Yeah, we got Guardians, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. And you'll hear it here first. I think that we're going to see, we may see Star-Lord in either Secret Invasion or the Marvels. Oh, I can see then, that. And then... Loki season two is October. 
And they've pushed Echo. Like... Echo's in November, but they're dropping all episodes at once. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're not doing week by week. But she, yeah, Echo comes out in November. But I think, didn't they say Loki? They announced a release date. I want to say it's October. They did. And I wish I could remember. But I think it was mid-October or early November. Yeah. So, lots of good stuff. I I know a lot of people have superhero fatigue. I don't. <laughs> I think it's fun. And I honestly like I love these conversations with with you guys and I love I always love the conversations outside the movie theater right afterwards. <laughs> Everyone's just like, you know, talking about what they loved and hated and whatnot. Like I just I just I I find such like fun social interactions with these kinds of things as well. I feel like people would have less superhero fatigue if they gave us worthwhile things to consume. Because we keep going in hoping for something good, especially with DC movies. And I'm a DC, I like DC more than I like Marvel most of the time. I give Marvel a lot of crap and flack. But DC, it's usually underwhelming. I was their live action movies. I believe that I said when we left the theater, I was completely whelmed by this movie. I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was just just whelmed. whelmed. That's one of my and favorite. Think you quotes. can in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so why don't we grade this movie then? What are, what are are we grading we all... in cupcakes? Um, no, wrong show. Oh, sorry, sorry. What should what should we uh, rate it in? Okay, Marley, you grade it 1 to 10. I'll grade it A to F. And Robert, you grade it in... In Lego bricks. Yes. What's the good Lego brick amount? I was going to give you stars. One out of four stars. So you could do one out of four Lego bricks. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so mine is uh, 1 to 10. 10 being like, it was fantastic, right? Yeah. 10 being um, Shrek. Okay, 10 being Shrek. Wow, I had no idea. One being Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I know what I know how I can grade this movie. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So I I think I would give it I keep I keep thinking seven and a half. Um I feel like it was like it was a decent enough movie. It was entertaining. There were some good funny moments. There were some you know, cool action scenes. It was nice to kind of see a little bit more of this character. I mean, we saw, we got to see him twice because there were two of him, <laughs> but it was, but it was, I think it was overall, it was fun. Sure. There were some issues with the CGI and even some of the plot a little bit, but I think overall it was very enjoyable. And like, even if you're not, um, you know, if you go into it with kind of lower or mid expectations, like I still think like I'd still recommend it to people. I give it a B somewhere between a B and a B minus. So like a bimus. Um <laughs> It was fine. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I've, I've got a one to four scale to work with. So that gives me a little less wiggle room. Yep. Uh, um, I would give it, that's too much. Like two and three quarter stars, not quite three. It was, a. it was, as Marley says, there were parts of it that were good. There were, the story did move. 
there I, for me the nostalgia factor of getting to see Christopher not Christopher sorry Michael Keaton I guess Christopher Reeves I did kind of see an image of him so that does count yeah um and you know some of the some of the little ins and outs of that but it was not it didn't wow me it didn't it didn't give me the consistent thrill that I expected to have. And I knew there was going to be darkened elements and I expected those and those played out very similarly to how I expected. Um, I was disappointed that they just shut, you know, they, like I said, they brought in these characters and then we're like, eh, you're all never coming back. Right. So I was disappointed by that. So I'm going to say two and a half to two and three quarter stars. Would I recommend it? If you're a fan of the flash, maybe, um, <laughs> And only, and I'm trying not to bring my bias into it. Um, I think that you know, if you enjoyed Ezra Miller's Flash in the Justice League movie, I think that you'll appreciate what he does with it here. It is interesting to see him playing two different roles of Barry Allen and playing them differently and interacting and how they interact with each other. Um, interactions with other characters were good. A couple of the cameos made me smile. So. I can't quite give it three, but I'll give it, I'll give it two and three quarters. So was it the best superhero movie you've ever seen? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Which I, I, just did, you, I just, yeah. My 10 for movies is Superman, the 78 one before you were born. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that movie tells a superhero story. And even though it's slightly dated these days, the way that it plays out over that arc. And if you include Superman to the Donner cut, which tells the complete story the way Richard Donner originally wanted to tell it in two parts. Of the Donner not... party. <laughs> Sorry, continue on with your explanation. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibalism. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Superman 2 was disjointed because the director got fired halfway through and replaced. And the tone of that movie was very unbalanced because of that. So Warner Brothers, a number of years ago, released the full Donner cut of Superman 2 because he shot a good portion of it concurrently with Superman 1 because he had the one single story he wanted to tell in two parts. Um, and is, those, Go ahead. Is that with Marlon Brando as Jor-El? It is. Where he says Krypton a lot. <laughs> yeah, Krypton. Um, that you know, those movies are kind of my ten for superhero movies. Actually, for most movies, really. So this was not the best movie. It was not the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. Would I watch it again? Maybe. I I am not a, as against watching this as I would be against watching Batman versus Superman. Oh, which having wow. seen twice, I don't want to ever see again. I'm going to see this again with some friends tomorrow night, and I'd much rather watch this movie than watch Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Media again. Interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. I would say I like this more than Quantum Mania, but I've liked Guardians 3 more than The Flash. I but mean, I, like I would hope so. The Guardians 3 was really good. All of them. You know, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, though, I was going to say, like, with James Gunn's comment about um, being the Flash being the greatest superhero movie, I was like, dude, you, you did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Like, that's that's a pretty solid superhero movie. Like, I don't know. I just, it's like, did he forget about Guardians of the Galaxy when he made no, that statement? But he's, but he's no longer working for Marvel, so he 
has to support the company for whom he works and yeah, it pays okay. him exorbitant amounts of money. Okay, James. Just switching God. teams. Mm-hmm. Look, I've got the Kool-Aid now. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, you guys. Any any final thoughts before we sign off? Um, Don't forget to give us your comments and thoughts on our Discord channel. Yes. Yeah. Join our Discord. Discord.ageofgeek.com. It will take you right to the link. The We're probably going to be talking more comic book stuff the next couple weeks. And we might do another AMA. Ask me anything. Another live? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think Ooh. another AMA could be fun. We so. should. That would be fun. Yeah. And I'm sure coming up um, at some point in the next couple months, we will definitely do a secret invasion um review slash recap as well since that's coming out soon i'll make um, sure to have my eye patch ready i'm so excited <laughs> i'm excited for that robert and i'm excited <laughs> for the show <laughs> but yes thank you guys for listening um if you have thoughts on the flash or we didn't cover some things because there was a lot there was a lot that happened in this movie and you know hit us up tell us what what you think um so, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank and you. This time thanks. I'm going to remember to do the outro. Here we go. <laughs> this has been an Age of Geek media production.